Hello everybody and welcome back to another FPL Roundup. Another massive week in football as the title race hots up. Leicester concede for the first time in more than 8 hours of football and draw 2-2 with the Hammers, while Tottenham put 4 past Stoke and close the gap at the top of the table to just 5 points. Liverpool continue their winning streak, Aguero nets 3 against Chelsea, and the relegation battle bursts to life as Sunderland and Newcastle both win their games 3-0. All that and much, much more to talk about as we're only halfway through this massive double game week. My name's Scott and I'm your host today and along with me as always is my good mate Gary Anthony. And also a very special guest with us today, our old five-a-side goalkeeper, Mr James Wallace. So how about we start off by having a little look at our fantasy Premier League teams. How have you guys been going so far this week? We'll, uh, we'll start with you guys. Um, my midfield, I had um, Dimitri Payet, who usually like doing quite well, but only got the one point this week. Um, I had Riyad Mahrez, who still isn't finding his form too well. Got three points there. Um, Deli Alli, on absolute fire for Spurs. Got two great goals. Mate, well done team. having Ali in there. Yeah, 15 points for him, so he did really well. Um, my new player, who I just joined in my team, Fabrina, got six points. I think he got an assist there. Yeah. Um, and my front three, which really did my business this week, Harry Kane, two goals yesterday, so 13 points for him. Yeah. I had um, Sergio Aguero as my captain, he got three goals, so... Yeah, yeah well done on that. Yeah, 34 points for him. And um, another new, new player I brought in, Andy Carroll, was one penalty against um, Leicester, he got seven points, so 90 points so far this game week, and I'm not even... Halfway through it, so. Yeah, not bad, mate, not bad. What about you, Jane? Yeah, pretty good this week, too. I'm up to 80 so far. Damn. Uh, De Gea in goal, uh, he gave me six. Mm-hmm. Elder Worrell's pretty pretty safe bet at the minute. He gave me six at the back. I, I had Huff in my team, so I, I, you know, I, I kept him there. I, I already did too many transfers, so I only got one for him. Mm-hmm. And Bellerin... He gave me two. I, I stacked up on Arsenal players, and um, yeah, not a very good one for him. Got another fixture for you. I had Firmino instead of Coutinho, just as a little bit of something different. I got 11 for him. Yeah, well done, because Coutinho didn't even play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that on yours, and I was a little bit happy. Yeah. Um, Ozil only gave me two. I had Antonio instead of Payet. Again, you know, just trying to be a little bit different. Only got two for him. Well, Payet Iwobi. only got one, so... <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Um, Iwobi, only three for him in the midfield again, but they've got another game, so fingers are crossed. Mm. And then, oh, Aguero, captain, mate. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I had I had Kane as well, but my third, I had a Lukaku, and I'd done my transfers, and I, I saw he was injured, and I thought, look, uh, you know... I've got to keep him there. I'll just see how I go. Nothing so far. He didn't play. So I know. If he plays second game, then still looking all right. 80 points halfway through the round. Not too bad. Not too bad, yeah. I'm doing all right as well. I'm on 75 at the minute, so a bit less than you two. Um, I also captained Aguero, uh, which was the big boost there. I've got Smalling in my back line, who got seven. Uh, he was a big scorer there. De Bruyne, best in the midfield at the minute with six, over Awobi with three. Payette obviously only got me the one and Coutinho didn't play, so that's nothing. Um, Lukaku up front didn't play, so that's nothing. Oh, God. Um, Lennon didn't play, so he's on nothing. Uh, Kane got has got me the 13. Um, Fuchs has got me just one. 
Moreno didn't play, so that's another naught. <laughs> um, but Hennessy on three as well, so I've I've played my bench boost, and most of my players there have got another game to come, so hopefully uh, things pick up a little bit. <laughs> Unlucky there are the players not playing, because they usually all play, to be fair. Like, Moreno usually starts every week. Yeah, I know. That's the risk with a double game week, though. You've got to roll the dice and hope that they're going to play two. Maybe they'll only play one. Maybe they'll only come on for 20 minutes, you know. you just got to... Take the risk. Yeah, of course. Uh, that's all right. Look, we, we've got a little bit of catching up to do on you anyway, so that's not bad. Yeah. Well, I'm still top of that league, but mainly I'm trying to increase my overall rank. And I was 36,000, and I've dropped back to 41,000 in the world. So. 36, mate. That's good. I want to make top 10, though. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> let's, uh, let's have a little look at um, the scores so far this week. Any uh, shockers, any standouts for you guys? I mean, the 3-0 uh, for Sunderland over Norwich was a massive game, wasn't it? Oh, huge. Uh, really big for their um, hopes to stay up this season. Mm. Um, yeah, big result. Like. Defoe really um, playing a big part in that game, I think. Yeah. Champion. Did you see the highlights of this one, Jay? Nah, not this one, but I'm such a big fan of Defoe. I, when he came back, to Sunderland into the Premier League and you know it was a little bit he wasn't on full form I just had my fingers crossed for him and he's really doing it surely surely they're going to stay up now yeah well it's it's getting very tight in that bottom three I mean Sunderland is still in the bottom three but they're only behind Norwich by one point and they've got a game in hand so yeah. you wouldn't want to bet against them at this point I don't think Big Sam Big Sam will do it for him that's my tip yeah, I reckon he will as well. Um, Barini playing very good in that game, surprisingly. The old uh, Liverpool player, he got a goal and an assist and uh, the three bonus points as well. So, yeah, it's just it's just the energy that Big Sam seemed to bring to the team. I mean, they are currently in the top uh, five for goal-scoring chances created out of every team in the Premier League. And that's unheard of for you know a team in the bottom three at this point in the season. So they really look like they're going to turn it around. I feel like the biggest problem for these teams in the bottom three is basically winning games in a row. Like, some of them will win, and then they'll lose. Like, they need, all they need is to get a run together, like two or three games, and they'll be out of the bottom three. Mm. Newcastle are the same. They'll lose too many in a row, win the, win the, the odd game, and it really means nothing at the end of the day when they're not winning games consistently. Yeah. They're like, just one of the teams or two of them just need to get a run together, and they'll be fine. Mm. But, you know... It's hard, isn't it, in this, in this league? Well, Sunderland might struggle with that because their next game's against Arsenal, so... <laughs> Arsenal, though, you never know them. Well, that's true. They gave up uh, gave up a few points at Crystal Palace, didn't they? They had a one-all draw. What did you think about that game, Gaz? Um, typical, really. Just Arsenal at the end of the season. <laughs> no, it, it is like every year, like, it seems like they're getting the same thing, isn't it? The fans mm. are all mental again. Like, they're all up for the title and, like before the turn of the year and then it's January and they just fall apart. Mm. Happens every single season. Like it's unbelievable really. Yeah. It's, what are you supposed to do though? Because the fact that they've had Wenger for so long, I've got so much respect for that. You know, yeah, you know this new, I, I know, I know. I just I I've got such a I don't like it how people chop and change so much these days but it's just not working for them, is it? Mm. That's it. Like, I think because they've had the same thing for so many years. Like Wenger, like to be fair, when if if he leaves, it's not going to be easy to get top four every season, and he gives them that. No. But they're yeah. more, and you can't just keep 
you know, sticking to the same old thing. Mm. And yeah. the fact is, like, every single season, they know exactly who they need to buy, what kind of players they need to get, and they just never get the right, like, the players. Like, I think at this season, they were the one team not to buy an outfield player in the summer. In the oh. whole... Right, and that says a lot. And and I, I feel like the biggest problem with tap challenging for the title is they've never had a proper 20-goal season man who's fit all season. Mm. Like, Van Persie before, he was there, but he was never, he was never fit. Well, they, they tried to buy Suarez, didn't they? But they only uh, offered one pound more than he was worth. So it just goes to show they, they, they're not committed enough to or willing enough to spend the money to bring in that right player. That's it, exactly. They're too stingy with the purse, aren't they? Mm. <laughs> but yeah, you know, these days you've got to spend big to get the, like, the, like the quality players. Well, the thing is, you've got to spend money to make money. I mean, surely, if they actually invested the money into this team, into those kind of players that can win them these tournaments and win them these trophies, they're going to see the money pouring back in. Because, you know, if they win the Premier League title, they get a whole bunch more money. And they'll get a whole lot more in TV rights. They'll get a whole lot more in their sponsorship deals. I mean, it just doesn't make sense why they're not pushing forward. Um, What did you think of that game, James? Yeah, look, it's it's just it's disappointing. It's um I'm I'm a I've got a bit of a soft spot for Arsenal, and it just does seem to be the same thing every year. You know, mm. like as a as a Liverpool supporter, if Liverpool aren't going to win, I must admit I'd prefer it was Arsenal rather than some of the others. Heathen. Say. Just it's just too consistent, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't think that with Wenger there, they're going to be able to get back into that winning mentality that they need. I think it's time for a change, and I think if they do change it up, we will see Arsenal getting a bit stronger because they've got the money there, they've got the players there, well, some of the players there, and now they just need to push on, don't they? And are you guys a fan of Giroud, or, or do you think they really need to get someone else, someone big? Personally, I'm a big fan of him. I think he's so underrated. I feel like everyone... Like, uh, he's a bit of a scapegoat at Arsenal, I think. I think whenever they don't play well, they just like to blame him a lot. But if you actually look at the statistics, he's actually scored 20 goals a season for the last two years in a row, which is, you know, that's top draw. Right? That's, that's quality, but I feel like they just lack goals in other areas. Like, it's too much relying on him. Like, if he gets injured, they have to play Walcott, who's not even the centre-forward up front. And that's their problem. They've got the return of Welbeck now, and I mean, you, you mentioned he's got 20 goals for the last two seasons in a row, but he hasn't done that in the Premier League. That's um, overall competitions. Yeah, that's what I mean, like overall competitions, yeah. And they need someone who's going to get them 20 each season in the Premier League, I think. Yeah, you're probably right. But the thing is, like, everyone says that, but it's so hard to find these days, these players, because they won't, like, like, clubs won't just let their players go, because they know how hard it is to replace them. Mm. Like... That's the issue, I think. But hmm. interesting. All right, we'll uh, we'll move on to Everton Southampton. Did you see that being a one-one? I was a bit surprised by that. I was very shocked by that. Thought Saints would easily come away with the victory in that one. Yeah, I thought they would as well. They've been in form, and Everton have been a bit out of sorts. But um, yeah. credit to them, they actually went up one-nil, and they didn't have Lukaku or Lennon, and you know they've they've had injury worries, and they got focus on the FA Cup at the minute and they still seem to do fairly well I mean Southampton were the better side and they definitely had the chances to do better than they did um, what did you think of it Jay? 
Yeah, definitely a surprise. I, I definitely would have picked Southampton for sure. Mm. Well, it's an interesting one because uh, Everton have got another game this week, the uh, derby against Liverpool uh, Wednesday night. Yeah. I just, I can't see Everton winning. I mean, they've been so weak at the back and they've got so many injuries and I just can't understand their season. I've said it. I've said it before and I'll say it again. They just don't deserve to be where they are with the players they have. It's it's insane. Yeah. It's mental, isn't it? Like, the, the fact that they've got Lukaku and Barkley in their sides. Like, but I've, I've been speaking to a lot of their fans lately because, um, as you know, I'm actually going to the game on Wednesday. Hmm. And um, basically their fans just are so... They want Martin as sacked like, now. Hmm. They just can't, they can't stand him. That's, that's all I've heard. They just want to, they just want to change a manager. Yeah. I feel like ever since Moises left, he had that one year where Moises he was still he had everything still installed into uh, in the defence in Everton and mm. that benefited him a lot. But ever since he's actually put his own fist on his team, like their defence is just open all the time and yeah. they just can see goals. What what I've been saying to a lot of the fans about the the thing that annoys them the most is their players don't work hard enough. Like they mm. don't see like hard work in their side. Yeah, I think that's what's annoyed everyone most. But well, you say that, but I mean they're in the semi-finals of the FA Cup and they got a chance to get some silverware for the first yeah. time in twenty-five years for their club. So if they were to win the FA Cup, then then what would the Everton fans say? Would it change it completely around or oh, definitely? It, without a doubt, they haven't won a trophy since the eighties. Yeah, think sometime. So like to to win a trophy, like when when you win a trophy, your emotions are a lot different and. You have a lot more respect for a manager who's won you a trophy. Mm. So, like, I think, um, yeah, definitely he was. Like, you can't sack him if you want if you win the FA Cup. No way. Mm. But I'm sure their fans will still be like probably unhappy with him with the league form. Yeah. It's an interesting one, um, and something that Man United have got as well. What did you think about their game against Aston Villa? Only one nil. Oh. It's typical Man United, to be fair, because they just get that, as I said the other week, they get that one chance, they score the goal, and then they shut up shop, which, to be fair, against a team like Villa, who are already relegated, uh, they should, I thought they'd put at least 3-4 past them. Yeah, me too. Villa actually <laughs> almost came back. They certainly yeah. had the chances to come back as well. Um, right at the end, yeah, they nearly got that, that chance away, and... Oh, it would have been very interesting to see what would have happened if Villa actually managed to pinch and draw there, because uh, there's a lot of pressure on Van Gaal at the moment. Oh, absolutely. How did you see that one, Jay? Yeah, definitely shocked. I mean, you, you definitely would be expecting that they'd put in more than just the one. Mm. But, I mean, the word on the street is that um, Jose Mourinho is a bit of a done deal at the minute. Have you guys been hearing that? Yeah, it's it's very interesting because it, it's something that is going to cause a massive divide in the Man U sort of family and support system, I think, because a lot of people don't want him. A lot of people hate him from his days in Chelsea, and I just, I'm not sure that that, that um, actually appointing Mourinho is going to get Man United playing the kind of football that the Man United fans have come to expect. It's interesting, really. Like, there is a big split between the, their fans, like, I see them. I live in the city, so I see them all the time. And they've there's a big split between like, what do they want? Do they want to win stuff, or do they want to get like, just play attractive football? Mm. And I feel like sixty percent of them want just want to win a trophy. Mm. But then there's the other half that's still clinging onto that 
that dream of bringing through youngsters and like a, a lot of them actually said Pochettino is the one they want. Yeah. Spurs, but they they know that's not very realistic. So no, you can't pull him away at this stage, can you? Exactly. Why would you leave Spurs now? Mm. So I feel like Mourinho's he's wanted that job for years, like for so long. So I feel like he's the only real option. I can't. I don't. I don't see a point in keeping Vet Louis Van Gaal. Like yeah, he does go. He, without doubt, he should have gone in Christmas, in my opinion. Well, there's also a rumour floating around that if um, they don't sign Mourinho, he's signed a pre-contract worth about £15 million, so if they don't sign him, they're going to have to give him a massive payout anyway. Uh, is that is that true? Can that be really true? Well, I don't know. It was a damn good bit of business by Mourinho if it is true. I think uh, the source yeah. of that rumour was um, the same guy that wrote Mourinho's biography. Um, so he, he certainly has his sort of ear to the ground when it comes to Mourinho and uh, all all the facts about him. So, you know, it's a fairly reliable source, really. I must say, I, I do have a little bit of respect for them for keeping Van Gaal so long. Like, I, just in in this kind of culture of getting rid of a manager really quick, getting in a new guy, I, I must admit I do like the fact that they've kept him. But, mm. I mean, it, it's it's without a doubt. Yeah, but you say that, but they got rid of David Moyes after nine months. The last yeah, true. One. But I, I feel like he, he's, he's like, you can managers that don't deserve to be sacked, but I feel like he does deserve to be sacked. He's, given, he's been given two years. He's been given over £300 million to spend on players. And his team's actually worse than it was when he first took over, in my opinion. Mm. And you so, can't like, really understand where, where the players are being played as well. That's the thing. Like, if you could understand what he yeah. was going for, for sure. But it, it's just, it kind of, it's baffling. It's like it doesn't have a game plan, isn't it? Yeah. I think one positive that he's done, which he kind of had no choice because of the players he had, was to play, play getting, bringing youngsters through. Like, um, like Rashford, I think he's a... He's going to be an outstanding footballer. Um, and players like Lingard, he's given a chance to. And obviously Martial, who brought through for a lot of money, might I add. Um, I think that's a real positive, that he's bringing young players through, which is the United way, as they say. Mm. But, like, the amount of money he's spent, you should be at least challenging for the league. And they're not even challenging for top four. They are challenging for top four, but I don't think they're even going to get that, so... At this stage, it doesn't look like they're going to get top four. What if they win the FA Cup, though? Does that change things? You were saying a minute ago that, you know, once you win a cup, I don't know, seem to gain more yeah. respect for the manager if they can win a trophy. Not for me. At a club like Everton, yeah, it does, because they haven't won one in, in over 20 years. But Man United's probably one of the biggest football brands in world football. Winning the FA Cup means nothing, in my opinion. It's not but enough. Nowhere near enough. Yeah. That, and even if they got in the top four and finish the FA Cup, I don't think even that's enough. Mm. They should be, uh, yeah, no way. It, it's Man United, isn't it? Like, they should be challenging for the league. That's, that's how high their expectations should be. Mm. Top four is nowhere near good enough, in my opinion. Yeah. Doesn't it show you that it, money really... It, like money, it's, money is not enough. Like, no. you put in that much money, and it, it's... You know, a team of champions versus a champion team, it's just that old thing, isn't it? Mm. It's been proof this year. Look at Leicester. They've oh, spent no, yeah. nothing. Mm. And it's proven that you, you can win it without money. That magical thing that if everyone you know, knew what it was and knew how to do it, then everyone would do it. But Termination just... and fight. Like, ah. It's something that you just can't teach, isn't it? And um, 
Speaking of Leicester, how about the most controversial game of the week? Leicester West Ham 2 all. What did you think of that game, Gaz? Oh, I don't know. That referee, I'll tell you, I don't know where he's going to do that game again. But that, oh, I, I, to be fair, the, um, the red card for Vardy, I think, was deserved because it was a clear dive, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you agree or not, but I think it was a complete dive. Yeah, I agree. Completely, but that yeah. that penalty at the end was a joke. Like, a complete joke. I don't know how he get, gives that. Like, if you're going to give a penalty for that, you're going to be giving penalties at least two or three times every single game. Well, he did give two penalties in that game, and the trouble was, I think the reason he gave that last one was because there was a few that he should have already given Leicester, and he hadn't. And he thought, hang on a second, I, I need to make up for this now. And he and he's given him a penalty on one of the softest challenges in the whole game. Because throughout that whole game, people were throwing each other to the ground like rugby players in the box, and nothing was getting said. And then... The two softest ones, the challenge on Reed from Morgan, where he barely even held him at all, and then Reed just threw himself to the ground. He gave a penalty for that. And then the one up in the other end, where Carroll just hardly bumped into um, Jeffrey Schlupp. He hardly bumped into him, and he went to the ground, and he gave another penalty. So, I mean, I don't think either of the penalties that were given were deserved. So, in a way, for me, it just cancels out. The game should have been a draw. It was yeah. a draw. Um... <laughs> Why does everyone have to blame the referee? Uh, I mean, it, he made a few mistakes, but the game deserved to finish in a draw, and that's the way it went. Yeah, no, you're probably right. At, at the end of the day, it probably deserves what the result was. Mm. It's just the way it all happened, you know? Especially yeah. with West Ham. And that, like, they're probably thinking to themselves, oh, that weren't a penalty at the end. Mm. But uh, and on the other hand, they got decisions their way, so it sort of evens itself out, I guess. So. Yeah, it does. Good point for Leicester, I think. Yeah. Good point. What a game, though. I mean, like the the goals that were going in, like they were just shot after shot. Incredible passing across the field. It was incredible. Mm. And just when Vardy, when he went down, it ah, oh, it broke my heart. I must admit, I felt a little bit sick when I saw it because I just thought, ah, oh, you know, what a fairy tale year it's been. And I still think they're going to win, but it's going to be that one thing that he's going to think back and regret. You know. Mm. Two of the uh, two of the standout teams in the competition this year for sure, Leicester and West Ham, and it was great to see them go toe to toe like that. And uh, you know, all credit to them; they've both um, exceeded expectations and played incredibly well. And I think they both deserve to be where they are. That was Creswell's goal. Oh mate, it was fantastic, wasn't it? But again, I think uh, I think Casper Schmeichel could have done a little bit better with that one. I yeah. mean, it was a great goal, great volley in, but it was directly through the middle of the goal that the ball went in. Um, I don't know. I might be being a bit harsh there because it was just under the crossbar, but for me, I think it could have been stopped or at least could have got a hand to it, maybe. Definitely. Interesting game, that, though. Yeah. But if they had lost that game, then uh, I think even more pressure on, but I, I think Leicester kind of knew that a draw was good enough here. If they continue to play the way they have been, a draw against West Ham was good enough because they are one of the form teams in the competition at the minute. Gary, yeah. you were saying last week that you were hoping that Leicester would be smart about this and that they would play for a draw. You know, you kind of you got you got to know when to yeah. go for it and to hold back and look they've done it, you know. It's yeah. controversial circumstances, but they've done it. Yeah, well, that's it. When you got a lead like that, when you got the 7 point lead at the top and you've got a certain amount of games, you've got to think to yourself, you know, do we really need to win this game? 
Mm. I said I always look back to the season when Liverpool nearly won the league, and it was too gung ho for every single game. We just thought we could beat everyone four nil, and like you know, it ended up costing us because we didn't really play the right way. Like everyone criticizes Jose Mourinho for doing that with Chelsea, but he does it everywhere he goes. He knows how to win leagues because when he gets in that position, he thinks, "Oh, I can get just get a draw from this game, and then we'll win this game." Mm. You know, he th- he thinks tactically. In the long term, so I think they seem to manage their last five games properly, and they should be able to win the league. But Spurs did get two points on them, to be fair, after last night's win. So yeah, yeah, Spurs did Spurs, very, very well. So it should be now only I think it's five points gap now. And it just goes to show that maybe they're not feeling the pressure after all, and maybe all the pressure is on Leicester. Do you think that'll uh, change anything in the title race going into the last four games? Depends on really on results, doesn't it? Like, depends how Leicester go. Like I, f- I can just see Leicester keep winning, and I, I can't see them losing many games. I can't see them actually losing again. You I'm don't think so? Up. They've got a very tough run in next week. Yeah, they're playing Swansea, not so bad. The week after that, they're playing Man United. The week after that, they're playing Everton, and then the last game uh, for the season, they're playing Chelsea. So they've got a very tough run. You say that, but I don't think those teams are actually that tough, to be honest. Like. Man United aren't playing that well. Everton are really far down there. They're not playing well at all. And Chelsea, um, they just got beaten 3-0 off Man City. So I don't think either of them are that great, really. I think Leicester could beat any of them. Leicester is better than those teams, granted. This season, for sure, Leicester is better than all of those teams. And if you look at it on paper, they can win. But if you think about United, Chelsea, Everton, on their day they can pretty much beat any team in the Premier League. So it's yeah. it's not an easy run, I don't think. It it might might really throw up some tough walls there. Yeah, I guess the fact that they've actually got to go to Old Trafford, places like Old Trafford, you know, intimidating grounds, mm. you know, big grounds and stuff. So I guess that's a factor. But I don't know, I just, I just can't see him dropping enough points now for Spurs to catch him. Mm. If not, it's only just... five points. They've come so close to the end. I mean, we've been saying for so long that the thing that's going to get them is inexperience and nerves, and it hasn't hit yet. And there's so few games to go now. You know, that's going to be the only thing that'll get them. Because if, if you look at how they're playing, really, like, they, if they do what they've done every game so far for the whole season, they're just going to keep winning. 1-0. I know. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, everyone always bangs on about their inexperience and, you know, can they do it and will the pressure get to them? But other than Chelsea, Leicester are the team who's won a title most recently. They won the championship last season and they had the same pressure um, up against... Well, not last season, sorry, the season before, but they had that same pressure and it's almost the exact same team that they went up through the championship with that they have now. And they've got a lot of those title-winning players still in that team. Yeah, fair point, isn't that like... I think it's amazing that they've managed to play that same side every single week. Like I think ha- having no in- injuries throughout the season has really helped them a lot because I feel like if they got like one injury to Mahrez for like, say a month or two, that would have really hurt them. Mm. Well, keeping players fit is is a real skill, isn't it? Because I mean, you've seen at all the top clubs um, they've been having loads of injury troubles. I mean, Arsenal especially. Man United, tons of injuries. Liverpool the same. Man City had De Bruyne out, which was a huge impact on their season. What did you think of the Spurs-Stoke game? I'm guessing you saw the highlights of that one. Yeah, just as stunning as ever. I mean, Kane, 
Oh, mate, that goal that he just curled around just runs in from the side of the box. Absolutely stunning. Beautiful goal. And I, I, I feel like it's going to be really, really interesting next season mm. because when you look at Spurs as a team and how they've been playing, you know, uh, uh, look, I, I feel like they can keep it going next season. I think Leicester, I would be surprised if they can be as good next season. So Tottenham... Uh, incredible finish second if they do absolutely fair play to them absolutely incredible and I think that they're going to still be pushing next season yeah well I mean there is still a chance they could win the title I mean I I know we don't really expect Leicester to crumble because everyone's been saying they're going to crumble all season and they just refuse to give in but yeah I don't think the Tottenham players and the Tottenham fans will be thinking, let's go for second. I think they're still thinking they can win it. They're just waiting for Leicester to yes. slip up once more and they're right back in it. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, um, look, if either of them win, it will be incredible. It's been an incredible season already. West Ham, Tottenham, Leicester, it's, yeah, that's what you want to see. But, oh, oh, I really, really want Leicester to do it. Yeah, it'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, what about the other massive relegation win? Newcastle 3 0. What did you think about that one, Gary? That was great. I was like predicting that game, and I was like, no chance of um, Newcastle. Even though it was Swansea, I still gave them no chance because like, the way they've been playing has just been awful. But it's, it must frustrate the Newcastle fans seeing a great performance like that when it's almost too late. You mm. know? And throughout the whole season, they've just been, you know. They've just looked non-existent, really. Like no one, like, not enough effort for that from their players at all. But to be fair to them, in this game they've really stepped up. So well, Benitez has been there for what is it, five weeks now, and yeah, maybe started to be able to actually put his stamp on the team because you can see them being a lot more solid at the back now than they have been for a very long time, and. You know, going forward, they looked fairly good. Um, Townsend's making a huge difference to that team. Mitrovic doing well, popping up with another great performance. I don't know, can they pull out? It's just maybe too late for them, isn't it? Uh, I, I really hope they do. It's the one team I want to stay up because I think Newcastle is like just defines the Premier League because like they're one of the they're, they're a proper Premier League side, aren't they? They like are. The I should say club more than team at the minute, but yeah, like, you know. Well, looking at the bottom three as it stands now, Villa already relegated. Um, Newcastle yeah. played 33 games on 28 points. Sunderland played 33 games on 30 points. Norwich played 34 games on 31 points. Crystal Palace played 30 ga- 34 games on 39 points. You'd think at this stage that Crystal Palace are fairly clear. I mean, for Sunderland to catch Crystal Palace now, they need three wins, basically, in a row, and Crystal Palace to lose every game. Um, so I really think it's either going to be Sunderland or Newcastle or Norwich. You know, only one of them can get out. Who's it going to be? I think it's going to be as it is, to be honest. I think Sunderland and Newcastle are both going down. Really? really? They've got a game in hand, though. I mean, surely that will play into it a little bit. Over Nor- is, is that over Norwich, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just don't... I just... Those two teams, though, like, um, I just feel like Norwich just have more in them. Like, it's so tight, though, isn't it? Like, either one. Yeah. I oh. think, personally, Sunderland will make it out, purely because of 
Sam Allardyce's experience in that position, having an attacker like Jermaine Defoe, I yeah. think they're going to pull out, and I think Norwich and Newcastle will go down. I think Sunderland are going to pull out as well, and I reckon they're going to do it because they've they've got the belief that they can because they do every season. They're down the bottom every season, and in the last little run of games, they pull out. It's kind of like... Man United back in the day with Ferguson and, you know, he'd tap his watch. They just knew. It's just something that when you do it over and over again, just know it. And they can't play throughout a season, but they just know that they can pull out at the last minute. Well, they use the same tactic every year, don't they? They have a, they have a terrible season and then, you know, with about 10 games to go or something, they'll change manager and just pull them out <laughs> every yeah. single time. It was similar to Wigan that back in the day, but eventually it got too much for them. Yeah. Over there, it had like three seasons when they beat like Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea. It was like right at the end of the season and just escaped. Mm. But I feel like they can't keep doing this. If, if they do get out of it this season, I feel like it's eventually it's going to happen, you know. Mm. But All right, we'll, we'll move on to a couple of mid-table teams. West Brom, Watford. Watford pinched that one 1-0. Did you see that coming? I did think they'd win, to be fair, Watford. I think they were a better side, but I didn't think there'd be much in it. So I'd predicted 1-1, I think. But um, They've had a fantastic season, haven't they? I mean, them and Bournemouth, um, Watford's just above Bournemouth because they've got a game in hand. They're on the same points. But, I mean, there's a very strong chance that both or either of those teams could finish in the top half of the table, and what a fantastic season that is. Yeah, and people were predicting them to go down. I never predicted any of these teams to go down, to be honest. I actually expected them to be about where they are. Yeah. I've seen them before, and they're brilliant sides. I'm a week, Liverpool played them last season in a um, Capital One Cup tie, and mm. they're really good side, really tough to beat. Mm. They've got a really good young manager in there too. I yeah, think. yeah, he's a great manager, I think. And I think Eddie Howe at Bournemouth is a great manager too. So I think both of those teams place the way they are at the minute. Um you know, the setup that they've got, I think they can stay in the Premier League for a few years to come, yeah. Yeah. I think that's their goal. When you come up, you just want to stay in the league and then the next season you want to kind of establish yourself in the, like, just establish yourself as like a mid-table side. Yeah, for sure. We get up, you know. Well, uh, yeah, we might be seeing that this season. If, if Sunderland, Newcastle and Villa all go down, then they're three teams that no one really expected to go down because they yeah. are those sort of you know, established Premier League teams yep. that um, people just assume will finish mid-table sort of every season. That's it. Well, the fact is, those those three sides have sort of just fallen behind everyone else. They haven't kept up, they haven't kept buying, and that's what happens. You end up going down if you don't, you mm. know, stay with the pack. Well, uh, <laughs> moving on to the other big game this round, 3-0, Man City over Chelsea. What did you think of that one, Jane? Yeah, uh, look, I'm surprised that it was 3-0, but at the same time, you know, maybe not so surprised. It, it shows you how far Chelsea's fallen, but, mate, De Bruyne coming back in, if he had been there the whole season, mm. who knows how it would have been different, but Aguero, he, he's just, he doesn't have the consistency of, say, Suarez a couple of seasons ago, but if he did every game, if he could play like that and keep injury free he would just be absolutely one of the 
you know, top couple of players in the world, if he's not already. He's yeah, incredible. Yeah, he is. He is. He's one of the best players in the world. And again, I think it was Alan Shearer mentioned it on Match of the Day. Again, he's missed out on even making the top six candidates for player of the season. Like, yeah. it's insane to think that, isn't it? Because he hasn't, Man. he hasn't come close to getting player of the season for the last three seasons in a row. And it's just <sighs> like, we're so used to him performing that well that we kind of forget how good he is. Yeah, it's just it's Man City as a whole. That just that consistency thing. Like I, I gotta I gotta say I'm not a huge fan of City, but I'm a huge Aguero fan because he's one of those few players that they can be having an off game, and he can yeah. just he can just touch the ball and just put in just a piece of magic. And you just saw it in that Chelsea game too. He was just incredible. Well, that's why he's a must have in the FPL, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I actually think he is consistent. To be fair, because if you actually look at, he scored. Tw- and like this got the Hattrick brought him to twenty goals in the Premier League this season again, for like one I think the third or fourth year in a row. Yeah. But it's just he should be scoring more because if it's that's, injured, it. yeah. that's what you mean, yeah. Which is yeah, just frustrating for him. But I think De Bruyne is huge for Man City. I never thought he was that gonna be that as big as he was, but he's so key for them. As soon as he comes back he scores in the Champions League, gets them through a tie against PSG and he's just come back him and Aguero just like similar to that connection he had with Silva, which has sort of slowly faded away. Um, I feel like De Bruyne and, and Aguero now have that together. Like yeah, De Bruyne real, is the new new improved Silva, isn't he? Yeah, Silva's. I think he's been a very big disappointment this season for City. Big mm. reason why they haven't been up there, to be fair. Well, he's another one who just can't stay fit, is he? Uh, I mean. Yeah. Exactly. When, he, when he is fit, well. he's a great player. Yeah, Toure as well, as you say. Another fantastic player who just can't stay fit. But to be fair, Toure is getting on a little bit and uh, a lot of talk that he'll leave City at the end of the season. I think that's a guarantee, to be fair. He doesn't have the work rate anymore. I feel like he only plays well when he wants to. Uh, yeah. yeah like, he's got all the tools, but, you know, need that desire sometimes. But I don't think he's got that at City at the minute. Yeah, time to move to China for about £30 million. Pounds. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You know what scares me? Scares me is um, Pep coming in next year because City, oh, yeah. they should be one of the best teams in the world. And, you know, in, in a way they kind of, they almost are. But I, I feel like if, if they just have that little bit of spark, that, that's scary. Yeah. There's that about Pep, don't they, though? Like, I think he's going to dominate in the league, but I don't think he will. I really don't think. I think he's going to find it very hard. Because every team he's been to, he's been to a, a top-class team who's already dominated in the league. Bayern Munich, Barcelona, they're the two examples. Already dominating the league. He did make Barcelona a lot better. Mm. But I still feel like, I don't know, like it's going to be a lot harder this time. But you, say, but you say he went to teams already dominating the league. Well, he's going to Man City now, a team who should be dominating the league with the players they have. Yeah. It'll be very interesting next season to see what he can do with them. Will they improve? Will they have a bit of a sort of, you know, just an average season while Pep sort of starts to embed his ideas into the players? I'm not sure. It's just the age of the squad, isn't it? That's the only thing that could... Well, one one of the things that could make it a little bit unstuck is this. They do have quite a few older players, so it, it is, at some point, it is going to have to, you know, mm. have a have a bit of a rebuild. Yeah, and I think he is probably the man to do that rebuilding. I mean, they've got a lot of good young players sort of um, playing for their reserves and their under-21s and whatever um, that they can start bringing in. 
Uh, Man City just traditionally haven't really been one of those teams who bring in young players and make them great, you know, like the likes of Man United or even Liverpool to some extent, um, Southampton for sure. It'll be very interesting to see if they can successfully come through that rebuilding stage and still continue to do this well in the Premier League and push on in the Champions League as they've been doing so far. When you look at the Premier League, I, I guess there's just so many teams that are so strong. You know, mm. the, the team that you support yourself, you just kind of think, mate, there's just there is just so little room up the top of it. It's just, I guess, that's what makes the league so good. But you know, as you look at City doing uh, Leicester City doing good, and Tottenham doing good, and West Ham and Southampton already, Man City and Arsenal and, and Man United. It's you know, Chelsea and Everton have have underplayed Liverpool of of potentially you know they're going to be getting better hopefully in the future it's it is just such a tight league it's very difficult isn't it because it's almost demoralizing at the same time as giving you hope (laughs) because you you see how many teams do good and you think oh man we've got no chance but then you also think to yourself well Leicester didn't have a chance West Ham didn't have a chance well maybe we do have a chance so absolutely I feel like Leicester winning the league is giving hope to every mid-table club thing, and looking at looking at them, be like, yeah, we can do it if we, you know, if we work, you know, get the tools, work hard enough, you know, anyone can win the league. It's just proven that this season, like, hasn't proven it just yet, Gary. Don't get too ahead of yourself. <laughs> no, no, even if Spurs win it, it's still proven. It. It's still the same thing, yeah. Leicester and Tottenham and West Ham. There's three teams up there that yeah. have been. You know, mid-table or lower-table leagues. Yeah. That's what I mean. Either way, if Spurs win the league too, teams like even Everton, Liverpool will be thinking, Spurs win the league. We should be winning the league, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, West Ham were only in the championship five years ago themselves, so yeah. amazing, really. All right, so what did you think about that Liverpool-Bournemouth game? Liverpool 2-1 there. Yeah, look, um, I, I was pretty pleased with it. Considering the the Dortmund game, we've just come off the back of that, and we're heading into the derby. Um, we had a couple of young guys who played really well. Two one against an attacking side like Bournemouth, with you know our our defence issues. Uh, you you got to be pleased with it for yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely. I think Liverpool and Bournemouth both um, had opportunities to score more goals, and probably both teams should have scored more goals. Um, but I think overall, Liverpool did deserve to win. Uh, Pretty happy with the way we played. As you said, lots of youngsters in there um, who have yeah, shown that they can do it at the top level. And, I mean, you've got to be happy with that because at the moment Liverpool's main focus is definitely the Europa League. What did you think of it, Gaz? I think it was a very good result off the back of that, that huge game in Dortmund. Especially the play. Like, when I saw that team shit, I was a bit worried, to be fair. I was just like, you know, is there enough there to get it? Because Bournemouth are no mugs, are they? So... Mm. Um, to get the win was, was really pleasing, especially like just to see some debuts from the goalkeeper, you know. Yeah, Danny Ward, I think. Yeah, Ode, like likes of Ode, like plays like Ojo was really good to see him in um play. Um, I think two one, fair play. Yeah, Do I like, think I think you just take that result and be happy with it, don't you? When you got young players out and other yeah. other games to focus on. One of our issues is consistency. So you know, a, a game like Bournemouth. In the middle of two big games, I could have I could have seen us struggling. So yeah, I'm really pleased. Five wins from Liverpool's last seven games. That's uh, pretty pretty good, yeah. I think. 
Uh, it's really good going into next season, I think. I just want to finish this season nice and strong and just look forward to next year, get the new players in. And It's, it's really like interesting because like, this year I was thinking, oh, we need to get rid of these players, but Klopp's really just he's instilled a lot of belief in certain players that I just had not, no belief in before. Yeah. Especially like, someone like Dejan Lovren, who I've given more stick than any other player I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but like, he's proven me wrong, and I, I've been brilliant seeing him do so well under under Klopp, I think. Joe Allen, too, another player I'm who got a lot that. of stick, who's come out and played brilliantly this season under Klopp. Yeah, I think he's a huge one, Joe Allen, because everyone was... Thing and he's out the door, but he's just come on as substitutes in a few games, proven himself slowly, got a few starts, and I think Klopp wants him for next season now. He's really done well to um, to prove himself back in the team. And yeah, he's almost solidified himself in, in that midfield, um, even if he's not starting. He's definitely been a very valuable player for us this season. Lalana as well, I've, I've always been a big fan of him, and you know he, he hasn't necessarily been up there. But I just feel like he's starting to show it, you know. Under Klopp, I, I just feel like you know he's starting to really get there as well. Yeah, it's time to push on for him. He, he's a fantastic player. He's very underrated, and uh, yeah, it's time to prove what he can do. And I think he'll get a chance to do it at the Euros with England as well. Prove it yeah. on the world stage. I like him a lot because of his, his work rate. He's just got that energy, doesn't he? That Klopp likes. I think he's a perfect Jurgen Klopp player because he presses from the front so well. Similar to Milner, actually. I think Milner's been great. Yeah. Really, really good in the last... Especially in the last 10, like, 10 or so weeks. Like, he's been really good. He's got like loads of assists. Chipped him with the goals. So They're both just players that you have to love and admire because they try so hard every single week. It's the players that Leicester have, isn't it? I mean, if, if a whole team could be full of those players with that desire, that hunger and that energy every week you see what they can do because that's that's exactly what Leicester's got at the moment. Yeah, well, as a fan, that's all you want to see, isn't it? Just to see your, your players like put in 100% and you see that from those two players every single week. Definitely, yeah. Well, uh, the week's not over. As we said, we're only halfway through the double game week. There's quite a few to go. Um, rather than go through each one and analyse them, seeing as we already did that last week. I'll just uh, mention each game and get a prediction off each of you and then we'll move on to next game week. So we got Newcastle versus Man City. That's tonight. How do you think that one will finish up, Gaz? Um, <laughs> traditionally, this game's been just a riot for Man City, isn't it? It's been yeah. Like, yeah. Normally about four, five, six goals. 6-1, I think, in the previous fixture. So Yeah, well, if Aguero can pop up with another five goals, that would be good. <laughs> I'll be pretty, it was pretty funny because last time I had him as my captain, it was Newcastle and he got five five goals for me. So I'm hoping he adds on to that. Um, part of me wants Newcastle to win because I want them to get out of their relegation. But part of me wants Man City to win because I don't want Man United to get top four. But mm. <laughs> um, I think it'll be about 4-0. Four 0 for Man City. Jane, what do you reckon? Yeah, look, I won't be surprised if it's five 0 but I, I think, I think Newcastle are, are really going to up their game. So I'm, I'm going to be pretty safe and say three one City. Yeah, I think it'll be between that and I'll say four one City. Uh, West Ham Watford. What do you reckon, Gaz? Um, I think West Ham will bounce back after that draw and they'll win this one one nil. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I'll go 2 0. What do you reckon, Jay? I was going to say 2 0 for sure. Yeah, West Ham are just 
just overrun Watford, I think, even though Watford have had a great season. West Ham will win that one. Uh, Derby Day, Liverpool, Everton, you'll be there, Gaz. So uh, what's your prediction? I'm sure you'll be optimistic. Um, the way Everton have been playing, it's not been great, but it's a derby. Form goes out the window, so I think it's going to be a very tough game. Um, traditionally, we're quite good at Anfield at, to Everton, so for my sake and your sake too, I'm hoping we win this one 2-0. Two 2-0, nil. Two nil. I think that would be a great result. Um, I think Liverpool might score more than that, but I think we might also concede as well. So I, I reckon 3-1. What do you think, Jay? <laughs> Am I allowed to say 3-1 too? That's what I was going for. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> You guys are loving your predictions together, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Safety in numbers, mate. Safety in numbers. Uh, Man United at home against Crystal Palace. What do you think, guys? I think United will probably win. They'll probably just win 1-0 again. Just nick a goal and you know do what they always do. Yeah, it wouldn't be surprising. Um, I'll say one all. I think Crystal Palace might do what they did against Arsenal and uh, just nick one back and hold on to a draw. What do you think, Jay? Look, um, I'm I'm not allowed to go with you three times in a row. I said I was gonna say one one, but because you said one one, and I'm not allowed to copy you three times in a row, it's I'll say Man U one nil. Yeah, I can see that happening. Oh well, Josh will be happy that we're predicting uh, a Man United win anyway. Uh, yeah. What about Arsenal West Brom, Gary? What do you reckon will happen there? I wouldn't be shocked if this is another one one draw. If I'm honest. Well, uh, I think the away game, um, West Brom at home against Arsenal earlier in the season, they actually won it 2-1. So, I'm yeah. still going to predict Arsenal to win it, but I will say that I wouldn't be shocked with a 1-1 draw. Mm. What about you, Jane? What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. look, I, I see it going... I feel like they go one of two ways. They're going to either win it 3-0 or they're going to have a, a you know bit of an ugly draw. So I'm going to be positive. I'm going to say 3-0 mm-hmm. because I've, I've got a lot of players in my fantasy team that I would like a lot of points coming from. So positivity, 3-0. I'm going to go for a West Brom win, 2-1, um, mainly because I just want them to win. <laughs> and uh, if they could repeat the same result that they uh, got earlier in the season, that would be great. Another, another Pulis win. Wow. <laughs> well, you just... You know, you can't really bet against Arsenal to not do badly at the end of the season. That's just what they do, isn't it? Yeah, no, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. All right, let's uh, have a little look forward to next week. We've got Man City at home against Stoke in in what is just a seven-game round in the FPL. So what do you reckon will happen there, Gary? Um, I think Man City will just win that, just nick it. I think they'll win 1-0. Aguero or De Bruyne will score the goals, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, Stoke have been in good form because although they lost 4-0 to uh, Tottenham and 3-1 to Liverpool, they've they've had a lot more chances than they've actually managed to put away. I mean, it was 1-0 against Tottenham until the 67th minute and they looked like they were doing really well and then Tottenham sort of just exploded. Um, so Stoke aren't a bad team and I think Man City will, will beat them 2-0, but... I'm hoping Stoke do bounce back a little bit because I think they're a good team and I enjoy watching them. And uh, they deserve to be doing fairly well, I think. Definitely. What are your thoughts on that one, Jay? You and I are on the same channel, man. 2-0 City for me. Yeah. I, I, think, I think Stoke are a good team, but City have just... They've hit the ground running towards the end of the league like they tend to do, and I, I think they're just going to be strong, really strong. 
It'll be interesting because uh, that's the game before their semi-final. So I wonder if they'll have one eye on that. They might might just take an eye off the ball. I don't know. I'm not sure they will, to be honest. With top four, only four points clear of Man United. I don't think they're going to be taking it lightly. Yeah, you're right. All right, moving on to uh, the three o'clock games. Aston Villa, Southampton. What's going to happen there? Are Villa just going to keep crumbling or they start to put up a fight now that the relegation's being confirmed? Well, Arsenal listening to Julian Lescott's interview after they've been relegated, saying it's a big weight off their shoulders that they're relegated. <laughs> sure, they care. <laughs> that was a disgrace, in my opinion, him saying that. Like, fans paying money, and he thinks it's like just relief that they're actually relegated. It's like, <laughs> you actually care about your club? Or, like, you know, um, I think I think Villa will just crumble again, to be honest. I think Southampton will win 3 0. Yeah, Southampton are in good form. They should have beaten um, Everton uh, a couple of days ago, and I think they will beat Aston Villa. I think it'll probably be 2 or 3 nil. What do you reckon, Jim? 2 nil for me. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to think that Aston Villa, now that they're feeling a bit more relaxed, will nick in a hole or two, but I just can't see it happening. It's got to be a 2 nil. Well, in uh, Gabby Agbonlahor's case, he's feeling very relaxed. There was uh, pictures emerged of him last night um, inhaling loads of, you know, laughing gas and getting wasted in some hotel in London, partying after his team gets relegated. There's uh, there's some big problems at Villa, aren't there? Not good. Oh, this is a, it, it really winds me up because like these fans actually care, and it's like their players, their players just don't treat their fans with respect at all. They're paying good money to go and watch them. And they're just not showing up. They don't care. They've got their money, you know. Like, winds me up for football sometimes. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, well. less we say about that game, the better, I think. We'll move on to uh, Bournemouth at home against Chelsea. Oh, that's a tough one, that. I think, they, I think Bournemouth actually won last time they played Chelsea, I think. At home. At Stanford Bridge. I think they beat them 1-0. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. That was under Mourinho, under the, you know, shocking rain. But um, I think <laughs> the shocking rain in which you won the Premier League last season. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking about the mid like this season. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think this one will be a one-one draw. I think I think Bournemouth will get a draw out of this game. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, Chelsea got the kids out for the end of the season, letting all the youngsters play. Bournemouth are uh, doing pretty well, um, and they'll be looking to bounce back after losing to Liverpool. I yep. think they might pinch a 1-1 draw. But I don't know. That's a really tough one to call. At home, Bournemouth are pretty good, but they didn't really show enough against Liverpool on the weekend. So I think Chelsea might win it 2-1. What do you think, Jay? Yeah, look, I've um, I've been proved wrong so many times picking that Chelsea are going to win this season, even when they've been going bad game after game. My heart says that Bournemouth might be able to nick a 1-0, but I'm going to go Chelsea 1-0. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it'll be a particularly high-scoring game, but I think Chelsea will just be... I don't know. It's hard because Chelsea really don't have a lot to play for anymore. Um, They know they've got another manager coming in. They don't have any top four hopes. It's just been a horror season that they want to end as quickly as possible and forget about it. So, you know, I might be proved wrong and Bournemouth might pop up with a win. I wouldn't be at all surprised. It would just be one of those games that's uh, really could go either way completely. 
Yeah, um, won't be surprised if Chelsea lose at all. No, no, no. I can see that happening. What about Liverpool Newcastle? That that will be a tough game as well with Newcastle up um, trying to fight this relegation. It's at Anfield, this one, isn't it? It I is think. at Anfield, but we've got a big game coming up midweek after this one. Yeah, that's a good point. We will have a lot of eyes on that, but I still think even with a week inside, we can do. We've got enough to beat Newcastle at home. I know we lost to them away, but we usually, to be fair, we usually lose to them at St James's Park. Yeah, got a horrible record there. So I think at Anfield we'll do the job and we'll win 2-0. Yeah, I'd like to think you're right. Oh, I think it'll be a lot tighter than... What people think, yeah. Yeah, I think it might be a 1-1 draw, as painful as it is to say. I think I think Newcastle might scrape a draw there. What do you reckon, Jane? This is one of those ones, isn't it? This is a this is one of the ones that Liverpool would classically lose. It's one of the ones that you really you, you should just knock out of the ballpark. Mm. But uh, yeah, look, I'm I'm going to be positive and I'm going to say that we can do it two nil. Mm. Um, but it yeah, it it's definitely a scary one. It's another one of those end of season ones where you think the teams that you know you should be beating throughout the season. Um, are always just that little bit better. I mean, Newcastle and Sunderland both proved it by winning 3-0 on the weekend. Sure, they weren't up against great oppositions, but they both look like they've got that fighting spirit and playing relegation teams within the last four weeks of the season is never easy. So I think that one will be really tough. I think the belief that Liverpool got out of that Dortmund game, I, I feel like if, you know, if they can hold on to that, I, you know, I reckon that that... That it was just such a big game that you know it, it could really help for the rest of the season. Well, yeah. we are while we are still on Liverpool. How about we uh, talk about that Dortmund game for a little while because that was just incredible, it's, wasn't it? What, what did you think of that game? Ah, <laughs> oh, unbelievable season, isn't it? It was just one of those incredible Anfield nights, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. I no, I I'm at half time. I was sitting there thinking, oh, we probably lost this. But I'm, I'm not going to stop watching. I'll, I'll just keep watching just for the sake of it. You know, you never know. And, like, we got that one goal. And even when we first scored that goal, I was like, yeah, still going to score two more. Dortmund, still tough. And when Royce, when Royce scored that, that goal, oh, I was yeah. dead and buried. I'm like, nah, over now. I just can't, I don't know how it happened. It's just like, it's just, it's just amazing. Like, you get that one goal and you get that tiny bit of belief. You get, that, just, uh, you get one more, then it's game on. Yeah, and I feel like we got that goal, that second goal, was the perfect time. Ten minutes to go, the crowd were up, the crowd go mental, and then Wolverine oh, at the end, you know, gets that chance, and oh, it's hard to put into words, really. How to even just thinking about it now, I've got a massive grin on my face. What What did you think of it, James? Oh, just just absolute goosebumps, you know, Liverpool <laughs> in Europe, you know, it's we we just we can't seem to be able to do the same thing in the league, but it just it took me back to that Champions League win. You know, you're down and you come back and you do it. And I just, I was in shock. I'm, I was watching it and I just, I just kind of had my hands up on my head and then, I, you know, on my mouth. And I just, 4-3 against Dortmund. Like, how is that possible? It was one of the most exciting games I've ever seen. I could not believe it. And then to pull it off in injury time of all things, it's just yeah, absolutely classy. Absolutely classy. <laughs> Scoring four goals in the second half of any game is incredible. 
scoring oh. four goals in one half against Dortmund when you're down in Europe in a quarter final is just insane. It was mind blowing. And and when even when we got back to three all, I just thought the players are knackered. We've put in such a big effort. It's been a great game, but I think it's all over. It's gonna be three three. Yeah. And and I just could not believe that they just kept on fighting right to the end and it was just tremendous. Like you gotta just give praise to all the players for just running their hearts out, not giving up. I, I just it's one of those games that happens once every ten years and you just really it, it just shocks everyone, I think. It was incredible. I think I said last week, um like Liverpool have to start identifying themselves as what we are, which we're a European club. And I think like that night just proved it again. Like at like Anfield is special, isn't it? Like it's, it's, it doesn't get that. Like it's got that atmosphere on a European like that no other club has, in my opinion. Like you just can't, like just when the crowd gets going, it's just it's like a, it's the twelfth man, isn't it? It's so everyone says it, but it's just I don't know. He's comparing it to every other ground. Like you speak to any other fan, they they have, they're fearful of it when it gets up. Like when it gets on top of you, hmm. it's it's so hard to like control really. I think the crowd deserves big credit for that game too because, like, it did un- unreal, to be honest. So, mm. so happy we're through. And I feel like now we have to go and win it now because if we don't win it now, it's for nothing, isn't it? So, Yeah, fun. it will be very interesting to see uh, what happens in the next tie. I mean, Villarreal are definitely not a pushover. So Very tough side, very tough. And maybe that will have a bearing on the Liverpool-Newcastle game. You never know. Well, it will be interesting to see. Uh We'll move on anyway. We've got Sunderland at home against Arsenal. What do you think will happen there? <laughs> I know, it sounds like Sunderland 1-0 written all over it, doesn't it? Just, do you think so? Yeah, <laughs> just say it. Like, it's a typical game like, at the end of the season when Sunderland need to stay up and they're playing a big side and they'll just nick a win. Like, like they did Armour last season, I think. No, not last season. A few seasons ago against Chelsea. They, get, they had to go to Stamford Bridge and win to, I think, pretty much stay in the league. And they ended up winning it two one. Like, and it's just, I can just see, I can see Sunderland winning this to be honest, one nil. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from, but it's just so hard to tip against that Arsenal side when they're playing someone in the bottom three, even when it is late in the season. I think it will be tight, and I think I'm gonna go with the same prediction I made for Liverpool Newcastle. I think it will be one one. <sighs> Mate, this is a tough one. This is. Um... This is kind of like Bournemouth Chelsea. It could go either way. You know, mm. Arsenal, they really should win it. They they really should win it. But you know, historically they they struggle at the end of the season and historically Sunderland do really well at the end of the season. So Yeah, at home as well at the Stadium of Light. Yeah, I'm I'm going to do my you know, op- optimist thing and I'm going to say a 2-1 to Sunderland. Wow, there you go. Yeah. Two yeah. two uh, tips for Sunderland to win it and one for a draw. Arsenal fans won't be happy with that, but we'll uh, see. Sorry, they, look, might, uh, they might prove us wrong uh, yet. All right, we'll, uh, we'll move on to Leicester Swansea. Ooh. What do you think will happen there? That's a tough one, isn't it? Well, the, way, the way Newcastle beats Swansea, I think it should be a walk in the park for Leicester, to be fair, mm. um, especially at home, when they're playing at home. So I think... I'll, I think Leicester will win this 3 0, to be honest. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, it, will it be tough without Vardy? Will that make a big difference that, yeah. to Leicester, or do you think, think they'll just be able to carry on the way they've been going? 
I actually think a player like Okazaki is really underrated for Leicester. I think he can do a job which Vardy can do equally as well, mm. to be honest. Um, so I think, yeah, I think they'll be fine without him, to be honest. I think they'll win 3-0 still. Well, hopefully for Leicester's sake, Vardy's ban is just a one-match ban rather than a two-game ban because, unfortunately, he did sling a little bit of abuse toward the referee yeah. as he was getting sent off, which might extend his ban a little bit. But, um, yeah, hopefully it will just be the one-match ban and I think Leicester can cope with that if it's just a, a game against Swansea. Leicester should win 2-0, I think. Fairly straightforward for him. What do you reckon, Jay? Well, quite clearly, my, my answer is the same as yours, 2-0. So if I have to be different, <laughs> I'd say 1-0 to Leicester. But, yeah, my, my heart's definitely saying 2-0. No, nah, mate, if you think I'm right, then, you know, <laughs> sounds good to <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to the last game f- for the FPL in that game week, um, which, of course, as I mentioned, is just a seven-game game week. So everyone look out for what players are actually playing and who's going to be missing for you. Uh, Spurs, West Brom, what do you think will happen there? West Brom. Spurs, the way they're playing, you really can't stop them, can you? Like, Deli Alley, Harry Kane, you, they look like just un, unstoppable in front of goal. So I think um, Spurs are going to come away worthy winners, and I think they'll win this 3 1. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think 3 0. I, I can't see West Brom scoring in that one. Spurs are just too good going forward and too good at the back. I think they've scored the most goals. And conceded the least goals. They've been, at the moment, they look like the best team in the competition, and they'll be spewing that they haven't, you know, done better with the season so far. I think. What do you reckon, Jim? <laughs> Three nil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, they they're just they just look phenomenal. Yeah. Three nil, and they're just going to keep it going, and um, I think they'll take it into next season too. Yeah, they'll just be hoping less to slip up, but you're right. I mean, they're going to be absolutely over the moon with a top two finish anyway. That will send them into the Champions League. Pochettino there, great foundation of players there. Fantastic striker scoring as many goals as Harry Kane does. They've got a brilliant team and I think they could even do fairly well in the Champions League if they carry on in the form they've been in so far. And if they can keep Pochettino... You know, look, they could they could do really well next year. It would be very interesting. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I think the way they play suits the Champions League very well. They've got a really good... They can play a lot of ways, counter-attacking, you know, counter-pressing, and really good side, really, to watch. Yeah, fantastic team to watch. Um, so the other two games that are on that weekend, uh, not in the Premier League, are the FA Cup semi-finals. We've got Everton, Man United. What's going to happen there? That's going to be a huge game, that isn't it? Everton and Man United. Mm. They've both really got nothing to play for in the league. Oh, actually, Man United too, to be fair. But, like, the, the FA Cup, a lot of it's on the FA Cup in terms of success for their season, yeah. I think. I think, um, I tell you what, I think Everton can get some surprises here. I hope they win, but I think it's going to be a draw and it's going to go to penalty shootouts. Yeah, who will do it in the penalties? It's so hard to argue against United when they've got a, play, a goalkeeper like David De Gea in goal. Yeah, I, I was think, thinking exactly that. Yeah, I I hope Everton win it, but I think United will just nick through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be right. I can see United winning this one um, in the 90 minutes. I think they'll probably win it 1-0. Typical United sort of win. I, I said last week, whoever won that game, whether it was West Ham or United, are going to go on to win the competition. And I still stick by that. I think United will go all the way. What do you reckon, Jay? 
yeah, yeah. Look, um, what, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to say two-one Everton because they. I mean, they've they've got it there. You know, if Lukaku's back and he can get up there, I'm going to say two-one. Um, yeah, I mean, they've got to play for something, you know. They've got to do something this season. Yeah, well, that would be great. I mean, I hope Everton win this game and then go on to win it because, you know, first trophy in 25 years, that would be fantastic. Um, and they've got the players to deserve so much more than what they've done this season. Um, and I think it would be great for their fans to get a win. And as much as I sort of have to hate Everton as a Liverpool fan, I do I do kind of like them as a club. Um and yeah, it would be good to see them lift a trophy because they are a very traditional club with a proud history. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather watch Everton lift a trophy than Man United any day. So yeah. Speaking of Man United, there's just been some breaking news about um, Mourinho. Really? Yeah. Apparently, not to do with Man United, but apparently PSG have um, made a big approach to um, get Mourinho in the summer. Wow. So I'm I'm thinking that. Tell you what, they're, they're going to act pretty quickly. I think. I, I think it could. I think it's a lot got to rest on um, whether they get in the Champions League. To be honest, Mourinho. I think that's a big deal. I think they'll struggle to get him if they don't get in the Champions League now. But be interesting that. Wow, that's uh, yeah. I don't know. That's a bit of a shock, really. Well, I know um, our our mate Josh uh, was saying that if they do get rid of Van Hal at the end of this season, which they most likely will, he would prefer Laurent Blanc from uh, PSG. Yeah. So maybe United fans would prefer Mourinho to go there and Laurent, Laurent Blanc to come to United. Ex-player, yeah. so... Yeah. For sure. Good manager, isn't he? He's brilliant manager. He's done really well with PSG, but I think it would be interesting with the Mourinho thing, though. Be, I think I think you all find, we'll find out in the next few few weeks, to be fair. Yeah. Down. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting season next year in the Premier League with all these big name uh, managers coming in. Oh yeah, huge for the Premier League too, I think. Yeah, well, uh, we'll move on to the last game of the weekend, the the second FA Cup semi final, which is Crystal Palace versus Watford. What's going to happen there? It just has a draw written all over that, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, someone's got to win it. Oh, so oh, it's, I forget it's the FA Cup. Sorry, <laughs> uh, I still think it'll be a draw. Um, I'm thinking penalties again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think. Uh, I think Crystal Palace will go through. Really? Wow. Be tight though. It's going to be a really end-to-end game. I think lots of goals, but I think it'll be a draw in the end. And yeah. Palace will go through. Interesting. What do you think, Jay? Uh, I'm. I think Watford are going to be. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Watford with a one nil, maybe a two nil. Um, you know, I, I think they can do it. Palace have they've had a, a little bit more luck recently, but you know they have been really off, haven't they? Mm. I, I, yeah, I'll say one nil Watford. Very interesting game. This, I mean, both clubs would absolutely love to get to the FA Cup final. Um, I mean, I, I think they're probably all just pretty happy to be. At the semis at Wembley, um, yeah, it's a tough game. I I would love to see Watford go through, um, but oh, it's so tight to call. I think maybe Watford will scrape it on penalties, um, but yeah, that that one could easily go either way. I think it would just be 
down to what happens on the day. Um, Watford's probably the better team and have showed that in the Premier League this season. But Crystal Palace seem to step up in the FA Cup. I mean, they have so far this season, so I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, them go through either. But, yeah, either way, I think it would be great because to have one of those teams in the FA Cup final is uh, is a massive thing for their fans and I think it would be great to see one of those two teams lift the trophy. Hopefully hopefully they can. Definitely. be huge for either team to get to the final. Mm. And for the fans, it's a good day out. Even the semi-final will be like that, a good day out at Wembley. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, before we finish up, we'll just have a little look at our fantasy teams again for next week. How many players are you guys going to be out of field? Because, as I said, there's only seven games on, so uh, some of the big players are missing there. That's a good point, actually. What what teams are playing exactly? Do you know what? I'm trying to look at the fixtures now, sorry. But... It's uh, City versus Stoke. Um, Tottenham are playing. Arsenal are playing. Liverpool are playing. There's There's no West Ham. Uh, yeah, it's it's a crazy it's a crazy round. It's it's one that's definitely tricky. It does hurt me a bit. I've got two West Ham players. I've got Andy Cow and Dimitri Pye at my side. Yeah, there's but, well, there's but, no Everton as well, obviously, because they're in the FA Cup. Yeah, um, I've got players that can come in. I've got Gilfie Sigerson that can come in for Payet, who's not a bad option. Um, I've got Van Dyke that can come in as well in my defence. Um. I might have to change my formation um, because I've got Andy Carroll up front, so I might have to play a four-four-two or something like that. But yeah, I be able to field enough players, but it's just tricky, isn't it? At this stage, I think I'm only going to be able to field nine. Um, I'll make a transfer to get it up to ten. Uh, I might do a double to get it up to a full eleven, but I'm not sure. It's going to be a tough round. I mean, the big players like. Kane, Aguero, De Bruyne, the Arsenal players as well are all there. So yeah. I think it might be a good time to start getting Spurs players back in, um, get get your uh, Man City players back in. Um, Nasri's a good shout for that one because obviously yeah. he can't play in the Champions League, so he'll probably be playing every Premier League game for the rest of the season, and he's only 6.7 million. Um, yeah, I don't know. Any Any tips from you guys? Yeah, I think Spurs and Man City are where to go. I've got, I've got three Spurs players. I've got two City players, so I think that's a really good bet. I've got De Bruyne and Aguero and Ali Dyer and Harry Kane. So hopefully they will deliver. Um, I just brought Coutinho back in my side as well, so hopefully he can nick a few goals. Um, I'll have to definitely change the, my West Ham two up, but um, I should be fine without making transfers to be honest. So. It's going to be tough too because a lot of players could be rested there. I mean, City might be fairly conservative in that one with um, the semi-finals coming up. Liverpool yeah. might be pretty conservative in that one. Maybe not even field players like Coutinho or Moreno or whatever because they got the tie against Villarreal coming up. So I think it's going to be a really, really tough week to predict and get your team right. What do you reckon, Jay? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking okay. I've got a, a full four four two that I can field. The only thing that I probably might do is um, I might I might bring in a bit of Southampton. Um, that's that's probably the only thing that I'd be looking at this week playing against Aston Villa. You know, do do you bring in a a defender thinking that they might be able to do a, a one nil or a two nil, or do you go for an attacker? Yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm, I reckon my only tip for the week is um, 
Yeah, Southampton, maybe a defender. That's a good call. Um, <laughs> that's a good call. Uh, they have been looking pretty good going forward as well. I mean, Mane getting on the score sheet again. Tadic looking great. Um, Pella is always a good shout for a header or sneaking a goal. I think they'd be a great option, maybe even going forward. I mean, I know Mane and Tanich both haven't had the greatest seasons, but on their day they can be fantastic players and fairly good differentials because not a lot of other people have them. So, yeah, definitely worth the risk on Southampton. What about captains? Who's everyone going to be captaining next week? I think I'm probably going to have to stick it either on Aguero or Kane. Not sure which one yet. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Like. You can't go past those two, Kenny. They're both in form. The only other shout for me would be um, maybe Del Alley's been brilliant lately, but I wouldn't choose him. I'd either choose De Bruyne, Aguero, or Kane for me. I think Kane's just edging it for me at the moment. I think Stoke are a better team than West Brom are at the minute, and also with City having the semi-final just a few get a few days after after yeah. that game, they might be resting some key players. So. Um, yeah, I think I'll have to stick it on Kane. Tottenham will probably be probably yeah. be the biggest scoring team in that round, I think. I I think I'm gonna stick with Aguero though. Even though I, I Kane is doing well, but I think I'm gonna stick with Aguero. I think he's still gonna bag a few goals though. Well he did get a hat trick this week, so it's hard to bet against him really, isn't it? Exactly. What do you reckon, Jamie? who are you sticking the armband on? Yeah, uh, that's <sighs> The, when you, the problem with Aguero is the, the week that you don't captain him is the week that he gets lots of goals, but I'm, I'm edging towards Kane, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, interesting. It, it could go either way. That might be a real last-minute decision, that one. I'm sticking it on Kane right now. I've just clicked confirm team. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have two, but still, I'll be looking at it. Yeah. Better I'll... play to Harry Kane, though. Like, people were calling him a one-season one at the start of the year, and he's just proven everyone wrong. Yeah, well, the whole Tottenham team have. They've done brilliantly. Oh, yeah. Del Alli, I love Del Alli. Brilliant player. He's going to be very important going into the Euros as well. Absolutely, for sure. It's been a crazy week of football, and we've got a lot more to come because we've got the semi-finals coming up in FA Cup, semi-finals for the Champions League and Europa League. Yeah. It's going to be good towards the end of the season, see how it winds down. Yeah, it'll be... Uh, be very interesting, especially going into next year, seeing the managerial change-ups. I mean, yeah. Premier League's the most exciting league in the world, and that's exactly why. Yeah, for sure. Exciting times, fellas, and uh, hopefully we can be all in touch with good news about the latest Europa League game with Liverpool too. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. I'll be, of course. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. You can catch us, as always, on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, YouTube, and, of course, the podcast is up on iTunes or under the name of FPL Roundup. Thanks again. Have a good one. Catch you later.